You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing this morning? It is so good to see you guys. How awesome is our worship band? Can we make some noise for them? Every Sunday hanging out with you guys is such a blessing, and I'm just pumped to hang out with you. If we haven't met before, my name is Cotter, and I am the Next Steps pastor here at our Rehoboth campus, Um, and and that's just a fancy way to say that I'm here to help um, you get connected and get involved. So if you have any questions about our church, or if you'd like to get more involved, I'd love to chat with you after the service. That would be awesome. And, and one of the really cool things about our church is that we are one church, but we've got four campuses. So we've got down here, we've got our basement campus, our Rehoboth campus, we've got our Millsboro and our Fenwick Island and our online campuses. And, and we've got a ton of people watching online this morning. So can we make some noise for our online family? I think it's awesome that people can experience church with us, even if they're not here in the room. Um, And uh, not to be biased, but my favorite member of our online family is actually my dog. Um, My dog watches online. We've got a picture of him that we can uh, toss up on the screen. This is him watching our pastor confession series earlier this year. And um, so what he'll do is when my wife Emily uh, watches from home, she'll be downstairs and she'll have it on the TV and he'll be upstairs uh, hiding in the room, which is where he always likes to sleep. And then as soon as he hears me do the welcome announcements, he'll sprint down the stairs and he'll, he'll sit down here. So if you ever see me on a Sunday morning and I'm like randomly crying, it's probably because I got a video of my dog watching church and I was just like, that's amazing. Um, but I, I love my dog and, and obviously a little bit too much. Um, but does anybody else have a pet? You just love maybe a little bit too much. Animals are awesome, right? I, I love my dog so much. And he brings me joy when he's doing uh, funny stuff. He brings me joy even when he's like doing stuff I don't love, like when he's eating my socks and, and doing other crazy stuff. But one of my favorite things about him is just seeing him get really excited about things. And uh, usually he'll get excited when we bring him home a new toy uh, or when it's time to eat or when we're running around in the backyard with him. But the, uh, I think the most excited I've ever seen him get was earlier this year. Uh, we got our first real snowfall earlier this year. Um, now we're on the eastern shore, so I'm not talking about like Colorado stuff. I'm talking about like two or three inches, like just enough to cover the grass. And, and our dog, he's, he turned two this year, but that's the first time in his whole life that he's seen enough snow to cover the whole grass. And he's um, a Siberian Husky, so like he was made to just live in the snow. So he, he was so pumped when we got the snow, and, and I filmed like 30 videos of him. So um, well, I want to I show you guys one of these. This is like the first time he went out in the snow. That continued for like four hours. It, we, we could not get him in the whole day. We tried. We tried to bribe him with food and, and pepperonis. He likes pepperonis. Um, but we just we couldn't get him in. He just ran and ran and ran. And, and it was so awesome. He was just like so excited. And, and it just brought me so much joy to see how joyful he was just running around um, outside. You know, there's so many things in life that bring us joy, whether it's our 
dog running around in the snow, or, or maybe it's your kids when you get to see them having fun, or, or another thing I love is getting to the beach. Uh, but one of the things I want to talk about today that brings us joy is something that brings us joy that's, that's unlike any other, and that's coming to church. Getting to be here together, getting to worship Jesus, getting to hang out with people and, and learn about God's love for us. And, and I believe that church is one of the greatest sources of joy in, in all of life. And today we're continuing a series that we launched last week. Now, how many people were here last week? Last week was awesome. Was it not amazing? We, we had so much fun. We were giving out shirts. We had uh, like snow cones up in the parking lot. It, it was so much fun. We were celebrating 10 years of this Rehoboth campus. And so we started this new series. And in this series, we're celebrating this amazing gift of church that God has given to us. And today what we're going to look at is how church can bring us joy. So we're going to start out in the book of Psalm. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 122. So if you guys have your Bibles, you can turn there. Or um, if you've got the Bible app, or if you need a Bible, we've got free Bibles out in the lobby. Uh, there's a table over to the left. Our volunteers would love to point you to those. They're, they're totally free. We'd love for you to grab one if you need a Bible. Um, but we'll also have all of these verses today up on the screen. So we've got this up here. This is Psalm chapter 122, verse 1. It says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So this psalm is written by David. And, and I just love what he says here because he's expressing joy about going to church. So this phrase, the house of the Lord, that he says here, that's his way of describing church. And, and David is sharing uh, how he feels about going to church. You know, he says that he is glad when he thinks about going to church. He sees church as this place of joy and, and a place that he's excited to go to. Now, um, I showed you that picture of my dog watching the Pastor Confession series, and, and that's a series that we did at the beginning of this year. And in that series, Pastor Joel was just kind of sharing some things that are still struggles for him, even though he's a pastor. And, and we're not in that series now, but, but I want to share a Pastor Confession with you guys. Uh, when I was a kid, I was not always excited about going to church. And that might be an understatement. My parents will probably agree with that. Um, I remember quite a few Sundays where uh, it would be a few minutes before we were supposed to leave for church, and uh, my dad would be out in the car honking the horn, um, and then my mom would be trying to get me and my brother and sister out of bed and ready to go to church. And I would be fully awake, but I wanted to sleep in, so I pretended like I was asleep. And so I just stayed there with my eyes closed and kept my blanket over my head, and I was like, well maybe if I stay here for long enough, I'll just get to sleep in and I won't have to get out of bed. Um, and, and, you know, most Sundays, I, I, I don't think that ever actually worked, but, but most Sundays, I was not super pumped about getting out of bed and, and coming into church. And, and isn't it true that sometimes church can just feel like another thing on our to-do list? Like just one more place we need to go, one more task we need to accomplish. We have so many commitments during the week that by the time we get to the weekend and we finally have some time to relax, it can be hard to even get out of the house and go anywhere. And, and not to mention that we've got work and grocery shopping and things around the house that need to get done. And then if you've got kids, you've got their sports to go to. There are so many things that demand our time, and, and for years to me, church just kind of felt like something that was another thing on the calendar. It was just one more commitment that I needed to keep, and when the word church would pop into my mind, I would just think about a task that needed to be completed, one more place I needed to go, but, 
What's so cool about these verses or this verse that David says here is that he doesn't describe church like that as, at all. So let's, let's put this verse back up on the screen. He says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He was glad. He was excited and joyful and hopeful when he thought about church. David didn't see church as a commitment. He saw it as the reward for getting through the week. And, and I think that's so amazing. I think that is such a cool shift in focus. And instead of viewing church as this thing that we just need to attend and survive, it can be the thing on our calendar that we're looking forward to all week long. You know, David was glad when he thought about going to church. He was filled with anticipation and excitement. And, and do you guys know how uh, there are like certain memories that just kind of stick in your brain? Like, does anybody remember just like certain days where you can remember like every detail of that day? Like, I think back to uh, the time that, uh, the first day that Emily and I uh, met each other. I remember almost everything about that day. Um, I remember the day that we brought Koa home uh, for the first time, our dog. I remember what I ate for breakfast. I remember everything about that day. And, and another day that I remember, like, so vividly, it happened about two and a half years ago. And that was the day that Emily and I first came here to the Bayshore Rehoboth campus. And uh, so Bo, who was uh, right up here playing guitar, he's our worship leader. He's my brother-in-law. And so he married my sister, and they've got five awesome kids. And that Sunday, their oldest two kids, Lainey and Rowan, were getting baptized. So they invited us to come down, so Emily and I were able to come down here for church. And, and what's crazy is I look back at that Sunday, and, and I was excited about their baptism, but I was focused on two things. I was focused on seeing their baptism because I was pumped about that. But also, I never got to come to Rehoboth on Sundays, and the waves were supposed to be really good. <laughs> so I had, it was like late October, so I had my wetsuit packed up, I had my board, I had everything. And I was like, all right, we're going to go celebrate baptism, and then I'm going to go to the beach, like, immediately for the whole rest of the day. But, but as soon as we got here, as soon as we got out of the car, my focus just totally changed. And, and we were... Coming to church, something that we'd done, uh, Emily and I both had done almost every day since before we can remember, but that Sunday turned out to be something that was just really, really significant for us. You know, from the time that we got out of the car in the parking lot, we could just feel something different about church here. We, we could feel it up in the parking lot. We were greeted in the parking lot, and then there were volunteers on the stairs as we came down. There were volunteers that handed us Reese cups on our way in, which was amazing. Uh, and then we came into this room, and everybody was just upbeat and positive, and there was so much energy here, and, and that's all before the service even started. And then the service started, and the worship, just like today, like the worship was amazing that morning. And then uh, my niece and nephew got baptized, and, and we've got a picture we can toss up from Rowan's baptism that I took that morning. So that's, that's Rowan getting baptized. I was sitting like right over here. I remember so much about that day. Um, and that was amazing. And that was such a great moment. And then after that, Joel preached this awesome message about dealing with stress and anxiety and trusting God in the midst of uncertainty. And, and it was just such a great day. And, and I remember when Emily and I left that morning, we both got into the car and we were just amazed at how fun and exciting and, and joyful church was here in the basement. You know, we both grew up going to church, but that Sunday we just experienced something so different from church that we had experienced before. You know, we, we had experienced church in the past as a commitment, 
But that Sunday, we, dis- we got to experience it the way that David describes it, as a joy. You know, the people here truly enjoyed being here. The volunteers were serving out of joy and excitement. The worship was so good. The baptisms, that was a sign of the life change that was happening here in this building. And then the message, it gave us the tools to go back into another week refreshed and focused on God. And, and as we walked out this morning, or that morning, and up the 20,000 step staircase, and we probably burned a lot of calories, probably burned off that Reese cup while we were walking up the stairs. But all we could think about was how we could get back here and spend another Sunday here at church. And, and look, Emily and I, we'd, we'd both been in church like our entire lives, but when we came here that Sunday, it was just so different. You know, the joy that everyone had here, it was just contagious, and it was clear to us that this was a place that loves Jesus, and a place that loves celebrating Jesus every single week, and and that's what church is all about. You know, that's why David, in this verse, could say that he was glad to go to the house of the Lord. He's glad because church is a place of joy, and church is a place of life change. You know, church it's not just another thing that we do. It's not just another event on our calendar. It's the thing that we get to do. It's the thing that we get to look forward to all week long. It, it encourages us and it refocuses us. It gives us the energy and strength to wake up on another Monday and get back into another week of work. It's where we're challenged to live for Jesus, and it's where we get to see our lives change and the lives of our friends changed. And, and that's something that Emily and I noticed that morning right from the moment that we got out of the car on our first Sunday, you know, just walking through the parking lot, we could feel it. We could feel that something was so different. And, and thankfully, two months after that day, we were able to make this our church home, and we haven't missed many Sundays since then. And, and how we do church here at Bayshore, it's something I had never experienced before, but, but it had a huge impact on my life, and it's, it's been a major blessing in my life, it's been a major blessing in Emily's life, and it's been a huge blessing to our marriage and just to our outlook on life. And so today I want to share with you guys about why we do church the way that we do, and, and we're going to keep looking at David's life because I think David uh, tells us so much about why he was glad to go to church. So um, when David became king over Israel, as he was kind of setting things up, he created this place where they would worship God. And it was their version of a, of a church building. It, I don't think it was a basement. Um, I don't think the Bible describes it as a basement, but it was their version of a church building. And as they were getting ready to worship God, David modeled a prayer for them. And David was teaching them about what church should be, what they should focus on, what their priorities should be. So we're going to check out a few of these verses, and we're going to be in the book of First Chronicles. So we're going to be in First Chronicles uh, in chapter 16. We're going to start with verse 8, and we'll toss this up. So it says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. So church starts before we even get here. Church starts before Sunday. Church starts um, before we're even in this building because David says that we should proclaim God's name and that we should make known among the nations what God has done. And what David is saying here. He's telling us that we should be telling other people about Jesus, whether it's our coworkers or our family or our friends or the cashier over at Giant. Church begins with us telling other people about the impact that Jesus has had in our lives. And, and what I love about this 
is that we share about how Jesus has impacted us. So you don't have to share about how Jesus has impacted my life. You don't have to share about how Jesus has impacted Pastor Joel's life. You just share about how Jesus has impacted your life. So you share about times when God's taking care of you, times when you've been struggling and you've seen God make a way for you, or when you were discouraged and you've experienced God bring you joy, times when you've been battling something and you've seen God overcome it. You tell people about times when God's blessed you and when he's answered your prayers and given you hope. And, and I want to get really practical with this for a moment because, honestly, this is something that I used to struggle with a ton. Uh, when I was in college, I had um, people around me that were just really extroverted, and they just loved going up to random people and starting conversations with them about Jesus. And, and that is like uh, one of my greatest fears to talk to strangers. Um, I am like, I'm a big time extra or introvert, like huge introvert. When we do um, our next steps classes, we have these personality and gifting tests. And, and I'm the personality that should just be like in an office alone in the back corner, not talking to anybody because I'm scared of talking to people. Like that is my personality. And, and on Sundays, it's a little different because we're like a family and I love talking to you guys. But in general life, I am deathly terrified of talking to strangers, like 100%. So when I read verses like this, and I thought, and I saw my friends out there just kind of talking to random people and starting conversations, it was, it was scary for me. It was something that was, uh, you know, really intimidating for me. But what I realized is that's not the only way that we can tell people about what God has done for us. Now, I think it's so important for us to share with other people about how Jesus has impacted our lives. But what's so cool is that can look different for each one of us. And so if you're an extrovert like my wife and you love going around and just starting conversations with random people, hey, go for it. That is, that is awesome. But if you're an introvert like me, you can bring Jesus up in conversations and just make him a part of the things you're already talking about. And, and so here's what that can look like. If somebody comes up to you and they say like, hey, how's your week going? How's your day going? You can say, my day's going great, you know, I, I feel really blessed. God's given me so many things to be thankful for. That's just a small way you can bring God in that conversation. Or like, if you're having a terrible week, you don't have to pretend like it's good. You can just say, I'm having a horrible week. It's the worst. I hope I never have a week this bad ever again, because it was terrible. Um, you know, if that's how you're feeling, you can say that. You can say, but look, I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay joyful. I'm trying to focus on things that I can be thankful for and focus on God, even though everything's pretty awful right now. You know, those are just small ways that you can bring God into your conversations. And, and sharing Jesus with others it's, it's all about just sharing about what Jesus has done in our lives and, and just finding ways to bring up our faith. You don't have to be a theologian or know all of the answers to someone's questions because honestly, none of us know all the answers to somebody's questions. And really, it's not even about that. It's just about telling people how Jesus is working in our lives, how God has impacted our lives, how he saved us and taken care of us, how he's given us joy and, and how we're trying to live for him in the midst of our challenges and, and how he's given us a wonderful church to support us and, and bless us. And, and I think that's my favorite way to share Jesus with people. It's just to invite them to church. And, you know, I think about how I ended up here on my first Sunday at Bayshore and I live an hour away from here. Um, in summer traffic, it's, it's more than that usually. Um, so I live over in this distant land called Maryland. So I don't know if you guys have heard of Maryland. It's really far away. Um, when we buy stuff, we have to pay sales tax. 
It makes no sense. It's crazy. Um, so we have sales tax on our beaches. We have horses that walk around and they eat your stuff. Like they'll eat your food. They'll eat your stuff on the beach. Horses. It's, it's crazy. But we do have a target. So there are some benefits to living over in Maryland. Um, but Bo, who is our, our worship leader, um, so he's my, he's my brother-in-law and, and my sister Katie, they would always talk about Bayshore. They would always talk about how awesome it was. They'd send me pictures of the baptism days, and they would just say, hey, you got to come check this out because our church is awesome. And so even though I lived an hour away and I had no reason to even know that there was a church in a basement in Rehoboth, you know, I came because I was invited by people. So, so that's the number one reason why I came was because I was invited. Because somebody shared their experience of church with me. And then, and then that Sunday that I came, that was the day that uh, Lainey and Rowan, my niece and nephew, were getting baptized. In. And baptism is all about making a public declaration of your faith in Jesus. It's sharing with the world that Jesus has changed your life and that you're going to live for him. And so my niece and nephew, they wanted to invite me to church that Sunday morning because they wanted the world to know that they love Jesus. And, and can we toss this verse back up on the screen? So it says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. So my niece and nephew, by getting baptized, they were putting this verse into action. They were proclaiming Jesus. And, and that's the reason that I ended up at Bayshore on a Sunday morning, and why I never wanted to leave after that, was because they put this verse into action. And, and it's so cool because their decision as kids to get baptized and to tell the world about their faith in Jesus, that impacted me as an adult, and, and that changed my life. And, and what's so cool is that you can have an incredible impact like that on the people around you just by inviting them to church just by telling them about how Jesus is impacting your life. You know, God wants to work through you to reach the people that are around you. And, and we don't need to have all the answers. We just need to talk about how Jesus is working in our lives. So church starts outside of this building. It starts before Sundays even happen when we invite people to church with us. And then let's check out this next verse. Let's check out verse 9 here in First Chronicles. It says, Sing to him. Sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. So have you guys ever wondered why we sing songs at church? Like why we have that time where we, we have worship? Uh, this is why. We sing songs in church because it's how we can praise God. You know, it's a time where we can praise God for who he is, his character, how he's faithful and how he's loving and caring and holy. And then it's a time like that last song that we sung where we can look back and praise God for all the things that he's done in our lives. We can think about the times when he's taking care of us and we can thank him for the times when he's given us hope and a future and, and provided for us in our battles. And, and we sing songs, not because our worship band is awesome, which they are. They are so awesome, but we would song, sing songs whether we had a band and instruments or not because of all the things that, that God's done for us and because of how great God is. And during our weeks, as we're going through the week and we're in work and we're in all the, the things of, of, uh, of our weeks, it's easy to get our priorities mixed up a bit. It's easy to let uh, the, the times where we're navigating the stress and challenges that each week brings kind of lose sight of how great God is in our lives. And we can forget about all the times when God's taking care of us. But how I think of worship is... It's a time where we can come together and we can refocus and we can recenter on God. 
And it's a time for us to be reminded that life's all about Jesus. And no matter what we're going through in life, God's going to take care of us. And we can remember the times that he's taken care of us in the past. And so we sing these songs during worship as a declaration that God's great, that God's faithful, and that he's going to take care of us. So church begins before Sunday when we share with other people about Jesus, and then our services begin usually with a time of worship. And and let's check out this next verse here in 1 Chronicles. Verse 10 says, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Now, now this verse is, is something that I just love because it's a reminder to us to be joyful. And it's telling us to be joyful when we think about Jesus and when we think about church. And, and personally, my experience with church before Bayshore was, was not, uh, I, I never experienced church as a place of joy. That's not what I usually thought of. You know, I had experienced church as a place of seriousness where you had to dress a certain way, you had to have your hair a certain way, you had to act a certain way. You usually had to be kind of like uh, somber and, and serious when you were in church. But that first day when I showed up at Bayshore, you know, I was greeted in the parking lot by people that were smiling and waving and giving me a high five. They were, they were so happy to be at church. And then I come in and I'm handed a Reese's cup, which I didn't know you were allowed to have candy at church. Like, that was crazy. You know, when me and my brother were kids, we would uh, sneak our Easter candy in our pockets into church. But, but I didn't know you were actually allowed to have candy in church. So, so that was awesome. And then that day was the last Sunday in October. So all the kids in kids' church were having a costume contest that day. And so all the kids were running around in their, their costumes. And, and they were just having so much fun. And, and everyone was smiling and joyful. And they were having fun at church, which again is something I just, I didn't know that you were allowed to do. I didn't know you were allowed to have fun at church, but it was amazing. And, and that joy, it was, it was so contagious because everyone was happy to be here. Everyone was happy to be together. The volunteers were happy to be serving. The kids were having a blast in their costumes. And Emily and I could just feel that we were at a place where people weren't just showing up because it was a commitment. They weren't showing up out of guilt or responsibility but they were here at church because they genuinely loved coming to church. And, and that's the attitude that I believe David is talking about in this verse. You know, he's saying that that's how church should be. Church should be a place of joy and fun and excitement because that's where we're reminded of what God has done for us. And, and you know, what is more joyful and amazing than knowing that Jesus chose to give up his life so that we can have eternal life? You know, nothing is greater than that. So that's why we celebrate every Sunday. And so at Bayshore, we have fun at church. We cook bacon on Dad's Day. We throw parties when somebody gets baptized. We celebrate our veterans with donuts. And and we bring uh, snow cone trucks in. And we have a Grinch hubilation party around Christmas. We have fun at church because we're filled with joy. We're we're so grateful for the life change that we've seen God do in us and, and in the lives of the people around us So every Sunday is another chance to celebrate. Let's check out um, these last couple of verses here, starting in verse 11. It says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. So we have this time at church in the beginning when we sing songs, and then we have this time where somebody comes up here and speaks for a while. And, And if this is your first time at church, you're probably like, I know that you've been speaking a long time. I'm very aware of that, and I'm wondering when it's going to end. 
I've got 10 more points. We'll be out of here before the lifeguards leave the beach. It'll be awesome. No, I'm just kidding. If you've been checking the waves on your phone, you will be there soon. Don't worry. This is our last point. But we have this time at church where, where someone comes up here and, and speaks. And the reason we do this is exactly what we see in this verse. It says that we should look to the Lord and his strength and that we should remember the wonders that he has done. So, so during this part of church, we open our Bibles and we read about what God has done throughout history. And, and that's what the Bible is. The Bible is history. It's real stories that really happened here on the earth. It's stories of how God's provided for people in the past. It's stories of Jesus's life. It's writings of early Jesus followers teaching us how to live for Jesus. So when we open the Bible and we read about God, it's because it's relevant for our lives today. You know, we can see how God has worked in the lives of others and throughout history, how he's taking care of them in their struggles and how he's given them hope and provided for them and encouraged them. And, and those stories, they give us hope for our lives because God doesn't change. So when we see that he's taking care of other Jesus followers in the past, that's an encouragement to us in the battles that we're facing. And you know, I think back to that first Sunday that, that Emily came here and we sat right over here, right where you guys are sitting. And, and we sat there and, and it was a tough period of, of life for us. You know, Emily was in school. She was working on her master's degree and she was traveling three hours to Dover and back every day. And so she just had a, a lot on her plate. Um, I was working multiple jobs to kind of keep us afloat financially. And I was also working on uh, my schooling. And, and so Emily was dealing with the stress that she had from her school and, and just trying to keep up with that. And, and I was dealing with the stress of, you know, finances in my school. And, um, and we just had a lot on our minds. So when we walked into church that Sunday, you know what Joel talked about? Talked about stress. Of course, on, on the one Sunday that he, we were here, he talked about the exact thing that we needed to hear about. And, and after listening that Sunday, when we went up to our car, we, we pulled out our phone and we have iPhones. So we just uh, went to the podcast app and we found the Bayshore podcast and we wanted to listen to old messages that, that Joel had preached. And, and as we started listening through those over the next few weeks, what we realized was that each one of Joel's messages is filled with encouragement and hope and practical tools to help us navigate the challenges of life. And the reason that we have this time in the service is because we all need God's strength to get through the week. We all need God's strength constantly. And this is a time when we can see the impact that Jesus can have on, on our next week. We can see how Jesus can impact the struggles that we're facing right now. You know, our faith it's valuable for today. It's relevant for today. Living for Jesus is just as much about today as it is about our future. Jesus is the hope of our future for sure, but he's also our hope for surviving another difficult work week. He's our hope for managing the stress of money and family and, and children. God impacts our present just as much as he impacts our future. And that's why we have this time in church each week to learn about Jesus and to remember all the things that he's done for us because that can help us as we go into another week. You know, Church is something that we all come in with different experiences with, whether it's places we've been or stories that we've heard, but church here at Bayshore is about two things. It is about life change, and it is about joy. Church is about how Jesus impacts your life, 
It's about how he gives you hope for today and, and hope for your future. And it's something that, that now I look forward to every single week. And I hope that we can all have that attitude that David had when he said that he was glad to go to church. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much uh, just for this place where we can come together and, and worship you. I thank you for every single person in here because every person makes up this church and they are the reason why it is so special. And, and God, I just thank you for how great you are. I thank you for how you impact our lives. And I, I pray that you would work in the situations that, that each of us are facing this week. I pray that you would give us hope to go into this week and realize that you're greater than the challenges that we're facing. And I pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only He can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.